Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Very good. Hey, uh, welcome to church. Um, just got my coffee, so I'm all good now. So, now I actually had a purpose in this. Um, we've just got some new coffee cups. Now, there's a dual purpose for these things. We realised our garbage bins were full of coffee cups every Sunday, and we thought, "Wow, that's such a waste." So, we have actually purchased these for you to purchase uh, and use them every Sunday. You know, I mean, I just think it's such a waste to see all those cups going in the garbage in the landfill and uh, it, it seems such a shame. The other thing we're doing, if you are a visitor here this morning and every morning from this point forward, we're giving you a cup. And uh, Chris, you're not new, so it doesn't work for you. But um, basically these cups are for you. You get a free coffee with that. And uh, it's our gift to you. So you can purchase these out of the coffee cart. Uh, they're 10 bucks, and they're just above what we've paid for them. So, uh, um, okay, there's two sheep. 20, okay, we'll make it. No, no, ten, $10. So, um, so just so I'll give you a heads up on that. We are grandparents again this week. That's uh, number eight. And uh, Sophie and Sam have little boy, Nathaniel. In uh, over in the UK, Nate, and uh, so it's very exciting to sort of be part of that on the other side of the world. And uh, but we FaceTimed a few times, and it's been good. So uh, they're doing really well, really well. Um, I, I, look, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't know whether this will come off or not, but we've been offered to take a trip to Israel, and uh, and basically. I checked out the price that they were offering, and it actually seems a really good price. It's about $1,000 cheaper than the other ones I've seen. And it's the mob that actually have taken uh, Hillsong over to, to Israel. They, they actually facilitated Brian Houston walking the, the trail that Jesus walked, uh, taken Wayne Alcorn, our, our president, our ACC president. They took him and his wife over and showed him around, and he had glowing reports at our national conference. And so what I'll do this week, I'll send you out an email. Now, I'll give you all the information about it. If you are interested, we do need to have a, a number of people to make it worthwhile doing. Um, I mean, you can go anytime, of course. But, but uh, here's an opportunity to go as our church. And we'll put it out there. I'll put it out through our network of people that are connected to our church and other churches as well. And just see how many people we can get together in a group. Because I know it's been on my bucket list forever. And, uh, and it may be on yours too. Here's an opportunity perhaps to step into that. So I'll send you an email this week. If you haven't, if you haven't got your email, you better give that to Bronnie and, uh, and, and we'll see what sort of group we can put together for that. Okay. We're into this series called Be Bold. Be Bold. And God has stirred in my spirit so much this week. You know my propensity to over-prepare? Well, my wife was away this week. I didn't have any limits on that. And I could have bought volumes of paper to be preaching out of. Instead, I've actually done the opposite. I've actually underprepared 
and it makes me feel so insecure because I don't know if I've got enough information to fill this morning, but I know God has, and I'm just feeling like it, it, it's, it's something that He wants to do in us and through us here this morning. And, and so this, this series we're doing is Be Bold. You know, and over these next few weeks, we're going to uh, look at different stories in the Bible. For me, particularly in the New Testament, now the book of Acts, we're going to look at mainly out of the book of Acts for, for me. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're new to church, um, you know, the, the, the book, the, the New Testament is, is Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and then the book of Acts. Now, the same guy that wrote Luke wrote the book of Acts, the same person. Now, I know they're not back-to-back, but he's actually the same guy. He's a medical doctor, and, and he wrote both those books. And, and there's a great boldness on the disciples, the apostles, on the new church, on the people of God, as, as they step into being all that God's called them to be. You see, it's the same spirit that was there 2,000 years ago that is here today with us. Why haven't we got the same boldness in the way we approach our, our, our Christianity, our walk with God? What, why haven't we got that same boldness? And that's the question that I've been sort of rolling over and over my head. And I used this, um, this definition of boldness, spiritual boldness, last week. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. What we believe informs what we do, our behavior, the things we do every day. What, what you believe dictates what you do on a day-to-day basis. And, and so what do you actually believe? What do, and what do you believe about prayer? If we really believe what the Bible tells us, why wouldn't we be praying boldly? You know, if, if we really got a revelation of what God wants to do in us and through us, why wouldn't we be praying with a, a crazy boldness? You know, why wouldn't we be operating that way? Well, maybe it's about what we believe, you know. And I've got this, this written here too. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Or what you don't pray for reflects what you believe about God. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way to put it. The area we fear the most shows where we trust God the least. You see, the things that we're worrying about is showing the areas that we actually trust God the least in our lives. And I just believe, church, I, I just believe this is a season to start to step into boldness. You know, last week we talked about amazing boldness. This week we're talking about bold prayer. Well, not last week, it was the week before actually. We had a visiting speaker last week. But uh, I just think there's a season for us as a church to start to step into boldness. Now, I'm not the sort of person who's going to probably, I going to say hang off the chandelier, but, but just jump up and down, spit and shout and, and sweat and, and all that sort of stuff. But this is not my style. But I can have a boldness in me, a determination, a, 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 a perseverance, a, a, a just an absolute iron on the inside in boldness. You know, and I can be bold in situations, but I don't have to scream and shout to do that. You know, 
because we, we recognize what our purpose is in this process. And we just get locked in on that. You know, and, and, and I think specifically when we're talking about bold prayers, there's so much in the Bible about this, the way we're meant to pray. And all too often in our safe, self-centered, sanitized, politically correct Western world, <laughs> we pray really safe, wussy prayers. We, we pray to be politically correct. We, we pray in a way that, I don't know, it just isn't God-honoring, I, I, I think. It's bland, it's safe, and, 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 you know, and it's selfish very often. Very often it's a selfish prayer. And we all pray like that. I, I get that. That's, that's human nature, I guess. But we pray things like, God bless me, safe. God protect me, safe. God provide for me, safe. God help me, safe. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying that way. Don't, don't get me wrong, it, it, it's fine. You know, there's plenty of examples of the way David prayed that way. Um, the prayer of Jabez was that way. But there's something more. The only problem with that, as far as I can see, is if we stay praying that way the rest of our Christian life, if we stay so self-centered and so focused on us, we're not actually getting what God wants us to get. We're not actually praying in a way that is bold, in a way that God would want us to be bold. And, and I just think there's something to learn here where we can start to pray with a boldness that's beyond a natural man. You know, and, and that's where I've found I've had to operate. You know, you, you've just got to step out of your own personality, your own way you do things, to step in the boldness God has got for us. You see, I, I thought about this. That the, the disciples in the upper room, Jesus, you know, uh, ascended into heaven. And he left them, uh, 120 of them, and said, look, just stay in Jerusalem. Stay together in Jerusalem. You know, just, just hang there and, and, and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And, and I reckon when they, Jesus first went, they probably were praying the like, bless me, help me, protect me, provide for me, God. You know, and, and you can imagine, oh, he's gone again. You know, he went last time, but I knew he was coming back in three days, maybe. But this time we don't know. He's promising this Holy Spirit. And I don't know what this is all about. But, but he's told us to stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes on us. I mean, I'm not really sure what that actually means. And, and then you read in Acts one fourteen, something changed, you see. And it says that they all joined together constantly in prayer. You see, here's the thing. Prayer so often most often changes us long before anything in our circumstances changes. It changes something on the inside. God is way more interested in what's happening on the inside of you than your circumstances. You know, he, he wants the character. He wants that integrity to be built in you. And if we read through Acts 2, uh, on the day of Pentecost came, and, and this is 10 days after Jesus ascended into heaven, and... Uh, and they've been praying, praying together for 10 days, basically, in the upper room. And it says this, There was a sound like the blowing of a violent wind come from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that, support, that uh, separated and came to rest on each of them. Now, I don't know if you just... I, I would love to be 
the power of the Holy Spirit just rushes into the room. There's this roaring sound. And, and, and the tongues of fire comes down on each and every one of them. 120 of them in the room. About the same number of people here this morning. Just imagine the boldness that would come on us as we heard the roar from heaven, the sound of heaven, come down to earth and tongues of fire on each other. And we started each one of us to speak in tongues. That's what it says. They speak with different tongues, in different languages. In fact, what that is what it's saying there. And it's a stunning representation. And I'll read the scripture that says, Acts 2.4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And because there was a Jewish feast at Jerusalem at that time, there was Jews from all over the world there at that time. And each one of them heard their own language, spoken by these ordinary, unschooled Galileans that, that were, were there. And, and they were speaking in their tongue. And it's like they are amazed and they are perplexed and they thought, what the heck is this? Are they drunk? What's going on? There's a boldness about them. And then we read that Peter boldly speaks to them. And 3,000 were saved and baptized that day. 3,000 were added to their number that day. And I told you all that to say this. The church we know today was established way back then on the foundation of prayer and obedience. On the foundation of prayer and obedience. Bold prayer. And my question for you, to bring it back to us just for a second, my question is this, what did you pray about last week? What did you pray about last week? Now, no condemnation, no guilt. That's not the way we work. But what did you pray about last week? Well, some of you would say, well, I didn't pray at all. And, and, and that's a problem. You know? You, you've gone through the week without praying at all. And, and, and I don't know about that. I've got two thoughts about that. Either... You're not doing anything that you need to trust God in. You know? And, and maybe that's your, your deal. Or you don't trust in God to come through for you. So you're not prepared to risk those bold prayers. You know? And, and you just don't risk anything in that process. Or maybe for you, it was more like, I'm sure I prayed, but I just can't remember what I prayed. Well, that's a problem too. There's no angst. There's no edge to your prayers. They're not bold prayers. They're wussy blob prayers. You know? They just they just fall them. Oh, there's a prayer down there. I can't remember what it was last week, but I'm sure I did pray. And, uh, and here's the thing. If you got what you prayed for last week, how would the world be different today? Would you just have won the lottery last week? Is that the only prayer you've got? You know? Or, 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 or would you all of a sudden own five houses and go, wow, I'm, I'm rich now, you know? See, they're not bold prayers. They're, they're not the sort of prayers that the Bible tells us about. But the prayers that the Bible wants us to be bold about is reaching our world. It's making a difference in this place. It's, it's letting the church be what it's supposed to be, the hands and feet of Jesus in this world and a boldness in our speech, a boldness in our words, a boldness in our prayers. That's what it's supposed to be about. 
to reach this place. You see, I want to show you something that's held me back from, from when I've thought about it. Um, uh, what, what's, what's some things that have held me back from praying boldly? And, and I, can, I can think of the exact seasons of this in my life where I've just lost my boldness. And, and the first one, my vision. If I lose my vision, if I wear glasses, dark glasses, and I can't really see inside, you know, if, if I wear dark glasses, I, I lose my focus, I lose my vision. I, I can't really see you out there, actually. But for my future and for my life, and I don't actually need to pray any bold prayers. I can pray wussy prayers because I don't know where I'm going. You know, I know it's out there somewhere, but I, I don't really know where I'm going, so it doesn't really matter where I end up, so it doesn't really matter what I pray. And, and basically, we end up, we don't need to pray at all because I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my purpose is. There's no real need to push through at all in my prayer life. There's no need for God. You know? How are you going with your, your vision and your purpose? How's that going for your life? See, the Bible tells me that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Put your name in there. He actually has a plan and a purpose for you, your name in there. And God has ordained a plan and a purpose for our lives, for our church. There's a purpose in all this. But are we prepared to seek God with all we have? Are we prepared to risk something in the process? Are we prepared to travail? There's a word in the Bible that talks about travail. And it actually means what it sounds like. It, it means that you know, the prayer can be painful and take great effort, but it's always worth it. And sometimes we wear our dark glasses and we don't know where we're going, we don't know what we're doing, and, and it doesn't matter if we don't pray. No, take the glasses off. Get a vision for your life. Get a purpose for your life. And start to get direct in your prayer. Start to ask God boldly for those things that, that you know God has ordained for your life. Let's start to do that. The other thing I, I found is <laughs> the pillow represents comfort. You know, and so many of us just want to be, oh, comfortable. Oh, God, I don't really need you, but, but I, I, I do need you to get, make me comfortable. And I'm here to say, I, I'm, I'm this big culprit as well. We really allow God to bring us comfort. Take me, bless me, help me, protect me, provide for me, make me comfortable. But, yeah. And here's the problem with bold prayers. Bold prayers will make us uncomfortable. Truly. <laughs> Sorry if, if this is disillusioning you this morning for Christianity, but bold prayers will make you uncomfortable. And you, have to, you only have to read through the Bible to see how that works. God's got a plan and purpose for someone. They've got a vision for their life. And guess what? It's going to cost something. We'll get uncomfortable in the process of that. It'll take some effort. It'll take some sacrifice. It'll take some push through. And when we're, when we're so focused on our own comfort, we just don't pray bold prayers. We pray wussy prayers. We pray immature prayers. Hey, God, give me the house, give me the car, give me the boat, give me a good job, give me a high salary. Give me that lottery job, that'd be good too, that'd be helpful. And, and, or, or give me a better holiday, you know. And, and, and I'm caught up in that as much as you. I, I get it. But I've realized that's all fine. 
God wants us to be uncomfortable, and it's okay. God wants us to step into the plan and purpose on our life and not make comfort our, our determiner of what we do and how we operate and how we, we, we pursue him in the process. It can't be comfort. It just can't be. We've got to step above that. He's more concerned. He's not concerned about your comfort. He's more concerned about your character. So much more. See, see comfort will stop bold prayers. I couldn't find anything much for this, but I found this. The shiny things. The shiny things. Um, it's sort of shiny and, and got a little, you know, it's a... <laughs> No chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, but the shiny things, as it's done in this crowd, are the distractions. Are the distractions. Oh, God, I'm going to pray to you now. And, oh, gee, I forgot to do that. Oh, I need to, oh gee, I'll let that person know. I need to, oh, oh I, I need, I, well, I better go and do that. Cause, and, and, God, I'll, I'll be back to you some stage. And, and it's the distractions of life, the shiny things of life. And, and I should be doing this instead of praying. Praying seems so, so wasteful. It's, it's time-wasting. And, 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 you know, I'm just one of those persons. I sit down to pray and it's like, unless I'm doing something, I just start to go off on a different track. And, 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 and so I need to be writing. For me, it's journaling. That helps a lot when I, when I do that. But, but it might be... Um, Comparison. Comparison is a, a huge distraction, you know, um, and it can never help anyone. A distraction might be uh, making you feel inadequate or, it, 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 you know, that you feel inferior to someone else or maybe for you it may be that you feel superior to someone else. And both comparisons are not good. What, why do we compare? You know, social media is just full of comparisons. You know, at, at, a, at a pastor's conference, as much as I don't want to, there's the comparison there. How are you going? You know, or how, you know and it's, it's the horrible question, well, how many in your church? You know, and, and you don't even know any context for what they're in. And, and it's, just, it's just nuts to even ask those sorts of questions. Comparison. And it's a distraction from the purpose and plan of God. It's not actually helping us at all. And so often we're looking over the fence at other people's green grass and go, wow, that is amazing. What an amazing marriage. What an amazing family. What an amazing house. What an amazing car. What an amazing... You know, we're peering over the fence. And the problem with that is we're forgetting to water our own grass right what we've got now. And so often that distraction stops us from praying boldly for the things of God in our lives. I want that. And, oh, look at, oh, look at, wow, that's amazing. And it's distractions. Get clear what God wants from you and pray that way. Pray that way. And the last thing, it's the towel. It's the towel. And you know the saying, throw in the towel? The towel just makes us want to give up. I've had enough. Throw in the towel. Can't do it anymore. It's too hard, too difficult too stretching, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, we get disappointed, we get discouraged, we get distracted, we get, you know, we just get down, depressed, we just throw in the towel. And, and, and God 
doesn't operate the way. Here's the thing. When we start to think about giving in, giving up, the enemy loves that. He loves to drive in that discouragement. He loves to drive in that discontent. He loves to drive in the, the disappointment. He, he loves to drive those things into your spirit and use that against you. And, and it's just not helpful to the way we live our lives in God. You know, when we feel defeated, it, it, it just, we don't, we don't pray bold prayers. We're just living in this place of always discouragement. Oh, I've got nothing to give. I'm no good. I'm not worthy. Uh, I'm just going to throw the towel in. I just say, no. The towel is to wipe your brow, get up, stand up straight. Let's get in it. Let's wipe your brow and let's get in the battle of the fight God's got for us. Come on. The battle, the battle, the same, the, the towel, the same thing we can use for discouragement can be actually used for our encouragement to get on with what God's got for us. And, and, and I don't know about you, but there are things that I've just realized can hold me back in my prayer when I, when I allow a lack of vision. You know, when I lose my vision, when I lose what my purpose here is on this earth. You know, when I, when I start to think about my comfort all the time, you know, and, and that can be applied in so many levels of our lives. You know, when I start to get distracted by the shiny things of the world, or when I start to think about giving in, oh, giving up, I, I can't do this, I'm not doing any good. You know, and, and, and personally, you know, church isn't growing, no salvations, what am I doing this for? I'm no good anyway, what's the purpose? And God, sometimes I've just got to whack you around the head and say, hey, they're not the prayers I want for you. That's not the purpose and plan I've got for you. Let's start praying boldly for the things of God. Let's start praying boldly for His kingdom to come on this earth. Let's start praying boldly to, to start to reach our friends and our family and, and our, our people that we know in our work circles for Christ. That's what our purpose here is on earth. That's what it's all for. And oh my goodness, look at the time. Um, okay, let me read. Let me read this and we'll, we'll get on quickly. Acts verses 23 to 24. On their release, Peter and John went back to their, their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they'd heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Well, that's what I actually read. Yes, it was. They raised their voices together in prayer to God. There's something very powerful about praying together. When we get together and pray, you know, look, this isn't my deal. I, I don't actually enjoy corporate prayer that much. That's truthful. You know, it just, it just doesn't, I'm never really, you know, when I'm there, I, I sort of enjoy it. But, but here's what I know about it. When I get in a corporate prayer context, when I'm praying and someone else is praying next to me, their prayers start to encourage me. They start to lift up my mustard seed of faith when it's joined with their mustard seed of faith and we start to pray in a way that's beyond both of us, in, in, a, in a way that just honors God. And, and there's a boldness in our prayers. We start to do that. When we get around those people in our life groups, we pray together. You know, let there be a boldness in your prayers. You know, we're, we're having a men's prayer night next Saturday night. Let us be a boldness in our prayers. Let's get together and pray boldly for all the, the things that God has got for each one of us. It builds our faith. And Acts 4, verses 24 to 25 um, says this. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit. 
We'll flick down to verse 27. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. You see, that's a God-focused prayer. It's not about me and mine and, oh, God, oh, dear, oh, woe is me. And, and No, it's about God, sovereign Lord. Sovereign means possessing supreme and ultimate power. Sovereign Lord who possesses ultimate power, supreme and ultimate power. That's the God we're praying to. That's the God we're praying to. It's recognizing that God is in control. We pray to him, you, you God, your power, your holy servant. And I'm going to finish with these two thoughts. It's the next part of the scripture. There's two bold prayers I want you to get this morning. Two bold prayers. And, and, and I believe we all need these somewhere in our life. And pray for boldness. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Well, that's what the Bible tells us to do. It says, Acts 4, verse 29. Now, Lord, consider their threats. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. What were the threats? Beatings, imprisonment, death. <laughs> See, we think of threats as, oh, he said something nasty to me, and, and he looked looked at me, and or he didn't talk to me. Like that's, this is, they're talking about death. They're talking about imprisonment. They're talking about beatings. Enable your servants to do what? To speak your word with great boldness. Have you ever asked God to speak his word with boldness? It's a great prayer. It's a great prayer. You see, God wants you to pray with boldness. He wants you to speak his word with boldness. Not from you, not from your flesh, not from your human man, but from him, from his spirit. And, and the perceived threats in our lives are there to enable you and me with this boldness to start to speak in a bold way, to speak God's word to whoever is in our world. And, and I haven't got time to show this video, so I'm going to leave this out, but I had a, a why there for you, why, the, why it's important. What might be a bold prayer for you? God, give me boldness to reach out to my family. God, give me boldness to reach out to my friends. God, give me boldness to reach out to my neighbours, the people I work with, you know, the people in my world, the sporting teams. You know, what, what, what would that be? Maybe it's, it's maybe to, to start the conversation about God. Maybe it is to invite them to church, or maybe it's to invite them to a Taylor Children's Choir. You know, on, on, in August, I think it's the 10th of August. Maybe you need to start doing that. We've got invites for that for you to take, to give to people. Why don't we start getting involved in this stuff? And please, don't do the easy mark. Don't do the Christians. Don't do the other church people. We don't want them here. Look, truly, I don't want them here. They've, they've already seen something on Facebook on the, on the event page that said another church, a person from another church, go, oh, great, that'll be terrific. You go, oh, that's awesome. No, it's not awesome. You know, don't invite your Christian friends here. That's not the purpose of these things. We can fill up this, these seats with ourselves. We don't need anyone else to, to fill up the seats. You know, if everyone turned up, we'd be hanging out the doors. And, and so this is an opportunity to bring your unchurched friends, your family, the people in your life that don't know God. Because these little guys, these little potato children's choir guys, they preach the gospel. 
mate, and, and it's not offensive. People don't get offended when these kids preach at them. It's just stunning, really. You know, if I said something like that to someone, they'd, they'd probably get offended, but not the way these guys do it. So, so it's, it's actually uh, being bold in that. You know, and, and, and you might say, well, oh, goodness, what is his word? What, 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 what does that mean? What does his word mean? You know, speak your word with great boldness. In its simplest form, it's just the good news. It's the gospel, you know. And, and, and here's, here's some insight. If you, if you completely don't know how do I approach this, here's the deal. God loves you. God loves you. And I love you because I've got God in me. God wants the best for you as I want the best for you. God's got a plan and purpose for your life. Wouldn't you like to explore what that plan and purpose is on your life? Wouldn't you like to connect with this God of the universe, this amazing God? I can help you understand and, and move towards that if you'd like to. You see, it's, it's, not, it's not confronting. It's just being bold in our spirit that says there is a God and you need to know him. Otherwise, guess what? You're not going to spend eternity with me. There's another place you probably spend eternity. And, and I'm not saying you, you, you just preach hell and brimstone. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in a loving way, we are bold. Well, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to pay the price for you and for me. So we don't have to uh, live in that sin anymore. He showed his love for all humanity at that time. You know, he, he gave his son. And that sacrifice was once and for all. And all we have to do is, is ask Jesus in their hearts to be our Lord and Saviour. And we're going to spend, like, you know now, we'll spend all eternity with him. You see, it doesn't have to be in their face and, and, and smacking them around the head or headlocking them or, or getting the Bible out and stuffing it down their throat. Like, it's not that at all. It's actually a loving way being bold, getting out of our shell, getting out of our insecurities and going, you know what, I'm going to talk to this person about Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for this person in, that, in this process. You know? And, and I think we, we sometimes have the wrong idea about that. I heard many examples here for you this morning, but I can't give them because I'm running out of time. Now, Lord, consider their threats and know your servants to speak the word with great boldness. The second one, pray for miracles. Pray for miracles. And, and, and Acts 4, verse 30. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What we pray for reflects what we believe about God. What we pray for reflects what we believe about God. And, and often we think in this politically correct environment that we live in, which has gone crazy, we can't pray bold prayers. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But what about if it makes God look bad or makes me look a bit foolish? And Yeah, that's part of the deal. You know, God's big enough to stand up for himself. You know, I, I know I've got caught in this trap. Oh, gee, I can't pray too bold a prayer here for healing or for this thing to happen because you know they don't really believe in god and 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 that's going to make him look bad and they probably won't believe god no god can take care of all that where's your faith where's your faith we've got a faith in, in him and what he can do and we need to pray with boldness that way we need to start to pray over our families and over our friends and over the places we we, we communicate with other people in our in, in our community 
This is so much more for us as a church. There's so much more for you as you start to step into the purpose God has got for you. You get a vision for your life that's beyond just the mundane, the the day-to-day stuff. It's actually stepping in with boldness, bold prayers, praying for boldness in your life. God wants to enable each and every one of us to pray bold prayers. Pray in a way that's bold. Pray for miracles. Pray for miracles. Even in this cynical world, God, our God, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He does exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. What's limiting there is what we ask or think. Because he does above that. So if we set the bar there, guess what? He might be able to do that. If we set the bar there, he'll do that. If we set the bar there, he'll do that. Above what all we ask or think. You know, I am, look, I know I'm going to run over time, guys. Can I play this last video, the number uh, two, I think it is? Two. Is that the testimony one? Yep. Can we pray that, play that one? I, I, look, let's have a look. It rocked my world. I didn't think I'd be able to walk my daughter down the aisle or see her turn one or it rocked my world. I would say our prayers became very bold in the sense that we weren't just praying for Kevin to survive and that God would get him through this and um, we specifically prayed for healing and I meet with the girls Bible study group and I explained how you know Kevin had read the Sunstone Steel book and that we were really believing in a miracle and so I asked them you know, pray with us for a miracle. Pray with us for complete healing. That when we go, they won't find it. That it'll be gone. The uh, anesthesiologist goes, you're going to feel something tingly here. And I'm like, it's all right. I'm a surgeon every day. You're putting me out. You know, I understand. And I said, real quick, doctor. And this is crazy, but I did it. And I said, I don't know what you believe about God. And really, right now, I don't care. You know, I'm not here to give you a sermon or anything, but I want you to know that I believe when you go in that my God has healed me and you will find nothing. And I was out. Two doctors come through the door and look at me and they say, yeah, is this your family? And I said, no, this isn't my family. They said, oh, we can go somewhere private to talk. And I said, no, it's okay. It's all right. And so they came in and for all of these other people to hear, they looked at me and said, it's gone. And they said, in 24 years, we've never seen anything like this. It's completely gone. And I'm just in shock, but at the same time, just wanting to jump through the roof because I'm like, he did it. My God did it. He did it. He showed up and he showed off for all the world to see. And I, I was still kind of in shock and I put my hand on his shoulder and he said, if you believe in God, then I would call this a miracle. It rocked my world. I didn't think I'd do it. You see, this young guy had a brain aneurysm, and uh, there are only two surgeons would pray, would operate on in the whole of the U.S. Only two. And the first time it took a long recuperation. He had to learn how to talk again, how to walk again. There was significant brain damage in the process of that. 
He's actually a doctor. He's actually a surgeon, this guy. And uh, anyway, he relearned all that and, and uh, did all that. And then he got the same report again. Can you imagine? And this time he was thinking death. You know, I only just survived last time. This time I think it's death. And then we got this wonderful testimony. And it's all, I believe, based in, founded in, bold prayer. His wife believed it. He believed it. And it dictated the way they prayed. It dictated the way they, they, they interacted with their, with their life group, with their, their community, with their friends. And God is a miraculous God. There's miracles waiting for you and for me. We seek God with all our hearts and then we leave it in his hands. We can't dictate that stuff. We're not God. We can, pro- we can pray in a bold way that accesses the, the realms of heaven, that opens the doors and windows of heaven to access the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, here's what I truly believe. Miracles of God so often open the doors to salvation for people. But they actually, so, so you know, I don't think God judges this and goes, well, this doesn't. But I just think he uses that to, to make a difference in our world. And so why wouldn't we want to pray that way, in a bold way, to, to, to step into that? And here this morning, this message has gone way offline, and... Uh, and, but I want to give you an opportunity to get prayed for. I don't know if you want more boldness in your life. It's going to take some boldness for you to come out the front to get prayed for. So this is the starting point for you. You know, if you want prayer this morning, get out the front here. I'll ask my team of leaders and, and people we've talked to about praying. And I want them to pray in a bold way. If you need a miracle, if you need a miracle, Get out the front here, and we're going to lay hands on you and pray in a bold way. We're going to ask God in a way that is beyond our natural man. And it may look foolish to some, but I'm telling you, God's in it here this morning. I just have had such an anticipation in my spirit here this morning for what God's going to do. And if you need a miracle, you need to be out the front here. So, so let's stand to our feet. I'd like the... Uh, our leadership team and, and, and our, our people who are praying here this morning to come out the front, be ready to receive you. Come out now, all you guys, come out. And, uh, and can I urge you, can I urge you, if you feel like you need a boldness, I don't care how many people come out this morning, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying. If you need a boldness in your life, you need a boldness in your words, you need a boldness in the way you're doing life, come out the front. If you need a miracle in your life, if there's something you know is locking you in, that you need a breakthrough in your life, get out the front here. We're just going to keep praying and keep praying till it's it's done, till God moves, till God does something. Now, we're just going to have some music playing in the background, if if that's okay, guys. And Actually, can we do that song, Waymaker? Is that possible? with lower levels a little bit. Um, I love that's a great song, Waymaker. Um, but I, 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 want, I can only urge you this morning, 
If you want boldness, it's going to take boldness to get out here. Come on, why don't you break free of the things that have held you back in the past and get out the front here and let's pray that boldness in your life. Father, I thank you, God, for boldness, God. I thank you for a new season of boldness in our church, God. As we step into all that you've got for us, Father, the plan and the purpose you've got for us, Lord. I pray for a boldness that's beyond our natural man, that, that is, is beyond what we can possibly do or understand. God, a boldness in the name of Jesus, in a boldness in the name of Jesus. And God, for miracles, God. We pray for miracles here this morning, God. We pray for breakthrough in people's lives, that for things that we don't even understand, God. As we ask you in a bold way, as we pray in a bold way, in the name of that name which is above all names, the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here this morning and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and people have prayed for you and people have prayed for you. Well, you just got to keep going to God. you just got to keep going to God and believing there's something more for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.